This podcast was brought to you by AD Banker and Company, specialists in licensing your office staff for property and casualty or life and health since 1979. Licensing webinar classes now available so your staff can study and learn at home or right there in your office. For more information, go to adbanker.com. Joe Wimpy is the owner of an award-winning insurance agency in Rockwall, Texas. Joe is a lifelong resident of Rockwall, and over the past 27 years, he's built his agency to include over seven staff members and 6,000 policies in force. He has received numerous awards, such as Agent of the Year and Hall of Fame and Million Dollar Roundtable. He's also earned membership in the highest achievement clubs awarded by Farmers Insurance Group, which include the Topper and Championship Clubs and the President's Council Club. He and his wife are proud parents of four boys. Please welcome to our program, Joe Wimpy, Farmers Agent in Rockwall, Texas. Joe, uh, thank you for uh, dialing in and joining us from Rockwall this morning. You're welcome. You're welcome. Glad to be here. So it's, uh, uh, tell me about a little bit about your agency. Uh, uh, what do you do there now? Um, well, uh, I've been uh, here in Rockwall this, with this agency roughly 27 years. Uh, of course, we're a property and casualty agency, uh, primarily farmers insurance, of course. Um, uh, auto, home, commercial, uh, life insurance, annuities. We also uh, are in the financial planning, if you want to call it that, retirement planning business. So we're securities licensed. So we help people with their IRAs or rollovers or SEPs or SIMPLES or 401Ks of any sort. And we do that here in this community, a small community, about 50,000 people. So, Have you found it's pretty uh, straightforward to uh, contact your agent, your, your, your clients that maybe have an auto policy and uh, that also have maybe a small business or maybe also have life insurance needs or investment needs? Uh, do you cross-sell? quite a little there in your agency? Yeah, I think um, the, the, the way our agency is set up, and most farmers' agencies are set up, they're, they're set up to be a cross-sold kind of book of business. So, you know, so many insurance agencies nowadays are individualized, specialized for auto or for home or for life only, and we found that that's not really the best model. Most most clients, or every client I know, they just soon have one person do it all if they can. It's easier for them. They're normally more connected. They have better respect relationships with those agents and uh, they feel more comfortable about having one person knowing knowing all of their needs better so it's it, we do a little bit of all of it yes yeah i noticed on your facebook i took a peek at it before i uh, we dialed in today and uh, noticed that you had some storms look like last week uh, did you have some tornadoes go through town yeah, we've uh, it's it's this time of year is a scary time of year for a lot of people in Texas, especially Northeast Texas. But we had a tornado <clears throat> just about a mile from our office here. We um we were out there that morning, early that morning, walking the neighborhoods, trying to make sure the clients that we had on the ground were well taken care of and well represented. Uh, fortunately, we did, uh, fortunately for us and for our clients, we had none that were totaled, but there were a few houses that were completely destroyed. Uh, which is a scary time for people. And, and the, the problem I see, which I could jump into this just so you know, but that's the time that you need to know what you have insurance-wise. And unfortunately, that's the time most people don't have a clue that, to know what they have. So Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, critical that they got the, the stuff that they need at the right time. And uh, it's uh, when those things happen, they're, they're never expected. And they're usually uh, catastrophic, uh, have the potential to be catastrophic. So. 
Say, I, uh, uh, how many employees do you have there? You've been at this for what now, 27, 28 years? 27 years, so uh, I'll have to head count real quick. Uh, I think there's seven is what we've got. Let me think, one, two, yeah, three, four, five, uh, there's seven. So we run seven people through here, and they all have um, they have a lot of cross-pollinization, I always say, in their duties, but they have some specialties in what they do also. So Yeah. Say, so take me back to uh, when you were uh, growing up. What's your hometown? Where are you from? I'm in it. So, uh, again, uh, I was born and raised here. My dad was born and raised here. Like I said, my granddad moved here when he was a young man, and my, my brothers and sisters and aunts and cousins and nieces and nephews were very fortunate to have everybody in the same town. Now, you're just outside of Dallas, aren't you? Just due east of Dallas, about 23 miles. Okay. So I guess the the city's grown out to you. you used to, I guess Rockwell probably, when you were growing up, was that just a place out in the country outside of Dallas? Rockwell was a small town, about Twenty-five, three thousand people, something like twenty-five hundred, three thousand people, I think, and uh, just out east of Dallas. We've been very fortunate. So we have there's a lake that borders us in, in Dallas County, and we call it our moat. It uh, kind of keeps everybody away from us. We say it laughingly, but it does separate Rockwall from all the other suburbs of Dallas, where it doesn't feel like it all runs together. You do feel like you're in a whole different world when you come to Rockwall versus Dallas. And that's why it's such an attractive place to live and one one of the most attractive places in the United States that people thrive to live. It's yeah. a really, really unique place and a really great place to raise your family. Yeah. Well, tell me about your uh, your uh, growing up, uh, uh, your mom and dad. Uh, what did they do for a living? My dad was an uh, elected official here in Rockwall all his life, uh, county clerk, county judge. Um, um, so... I was kind of forced in the middle of politics and people, so everybody's always known my dad's name and knew our name, and so it's been very beneficial for us in the insurance business. My mom was a church secretary most of her life and got into the real estate business later in life when she was in her 50s and did that for the next 35 years till she was 85 years old selling real estate. Um, and so uh, all local, all right here in town, uh, it's just been, like I said, it's been a great place to, to live and raise a family for sure. So if your dad was a judge, you had to be pretty good and mind your P's and Q's then growing up then, I expect. Yeah, I, I probably didn't serve him well from time to time, but I, I I didn't serve him poorly, but I didn't serve him probably as well as I could have. But yes, uh, everybody knew who we were, and if the judge's kid was doing something wrong, it was pretty easy to tell on them. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me about your, uh, is your whole family uh, still in the area? Brothers and sisters, did they stay in the area or did they move away? Okay. Everybody lives here still. Uh, their brothers, sisters, uh, they they all live here. That's so fortunate about Rockwell. You can live here and work in Dallas. So you you've got great opportunities for work and employment, but you can still live in a really nice area and, and not feel like you're in that area either. So it's um it's it's like I say it's a very unique place. It's one of those places when people visit or find out about them, they typically try to stay here. So but they all do live here and their kids live here too. So yes, say when you were in school, what was uh, the topic or what would you known for being really good at? Probably, uh, probably just being a talker, uh, troublemaker a little bit. Nothing bad, troublemaker. Just kind of a, a guy. I wasn't a great student. Um, never have been known to be a great student, but I was kind of always a, um, a doer. I could create and do and have fun and uh, communicated well and kind of a little bit of class clown, a little bit, I guess. And so um, you, there's probably more. There's probably better suited people to answer that question than me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, but, uh, it's just, uh, like I said, very fortunate to live in a town like this my whole life and, and yeah. have friends that we have here too. So, yeah, we haven't gone back and asked any of your teachers, uh, for testimonials or anything uh, prior to our call, uh, just to, to let probably, you know. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> Say, uh, when you, uh, got out of high school, uh, what was your first job? Uh, what kind of work did you get into? Well, I worked 
when I was 14, 13, 15, I've always worked. I've always worked at restaurants or delivering newspapers, whatever I could do. I was always a guy who had really good work ethic, and I think it's one of the keys to success. So I've done a little bit of everything. Um, when I first kind of officially got into the real world, work world, I wasn't working in the small shops around town. I was a sales rep for a uh, engineering firm, so I sold designs and equipment and big systems all in Dallas to large mechanical contractors, and so that was my first official job before I got in the insurance business. So did you ever have a, a really uh, dirty job that was hot and dirty uh, that uh, uh, kind of kept you focused and, and thought, well, by gosh, uh, I don't want to have to do this the rest of my life? I had a bunch of those, and there's and there's a whole lot of jobs like that, you know, cutting firewood for a living through winters, uh, um, working in a horse barn through high school where I was the horse trainer, the the horse manure shoveler, the clean-out stalls, all that kind of stuff. We've done all those things. And you know, the funny part of me, I, I never hated any of them. I, I enjoy working. So none of them are, there's some that are better than others, but uh, it's hard to beat the insurance business from that perspective for sure. Now, how did the uh, insurance uh, business come about? Uh, tell us, uh, how, how did you get involved in uh, thinking about a career in insurance? I had a, um, a good friend of mine who I go to church with, I respect greatly, um, kept, uh, uh, he was a district manager for farmers insurance, and so he continued to hound me and said, hey, I think you'd be a good insurance agent. And he would do that for every time I'd see him, and I would ignore him because I had no desire to be a polyester suit, pocket protector, horn rim glasses insurance agent because that's what every insurance agent is, right? And so I didn't want to do that. And um, then I'd met, I'd met a couple of insurance agents that were pretty successful, and they didn't seem real talented. I said, well, goodness, if they can do it, I... This may be more to this than I, than I knew about, and so I kept. He kept saying it, and I started listening a little bit. And before you know it, he convinced me to do this. So now, when uh, about how old were you when you, you made that decision? Twenty. I, I would have been twenty-three years old. Yeah. Were you married yet? I was married. Had my first kid. Um, quit a good-paying job to make three dollars and fifty cents the first month in the insurance business. My wife quit her job the same day I started because we had our first child, and she told me she wasn't going to go work ever again. She's staying home with a kid. And so uh, I went from, uh, I guess, uh, from the frying pot to the fire, or whichever term you use. It was, uh, it was, it was uh, like getting a drink of water, hold out, water, oh, getting a drink of water out of a fire hydrant. It was a lot very fast, but it uh, it taught us a lot in a hurry too. Now I think you told me that uh, that uh, one child uh, grew into four. So you got what? Four boys. Four boys. Uh, they they range from 23 to 21 to 19 to 16. And uh, so two in college, one out of college is currently working in the agency with me, and then one in high school. Yeah. Well, it's uh, uh, when you started, take me back to your first client. Uh, so you signed up, uh, you went and got your licenses, and uh, uh, you had to go make uh, make your first call. What was your first uh, situation uh, that you come in, in front of a client and, and had to sell a policy? Uh, what was that like? Well, you know, I think this is pretty typical with everybody who's a first-time agent, a first time. It's really not as difficult as you think, simply because you have friends and family who all want to help you be successful. So you normally attack friends and family first, right? And and they normally will buy from you, even if they don't, if they know you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and so my in-laws, my my uh, 
my uh, wife's parents were the, my first clients. And so, and the reason it was a little more difficult for me is my brother-in-law was a farmer's agent here in Rockwall and had been for 20 years prior to me starting. So everybody I knew was already insured with farmers. All my family, I was, everybody else was. And so I'd made a commitment. We weren't going to, we couldn't talk to any of those and we weren't going to. And so we kind of had to start without family and friends. So luckily my in-laws, I started with them first and kind of worked that, that side of the, the tree first and get started. So Now, what was uh, the hardest thing uh, maybe you struggled with uh, or didn't uh, found you, it took a while to get comfortable with? Uh, what was one of the bigger challenges you faced uh, when you got to, to get things going uh, in the direction that you wanted them to? Well, um, initially in the insurance business, the toughest thing to do normally is revenue. It's It's a difficult revenue job initially. It's gotten better. Nowadays, the systems that are in place to help people get some revenue started early, but back then there wasn't much, so it was kind of all on you. So revenue was difficult. My wife had quit a job. That was probably the most difficult thing, but this will sound silly to so many people listening to the call. We didn't have computers, and so we were doing carbon paper, paper apps, and we we had a computer to do some rating and just learning how to work and navigate and understand a computer was probably the most difficult thing to do. Because unlike everybody nowadays, the first time we saw a computer, we were 21 years old or something, <laughs> 20. So it just uh, the, the computer and learning those processes and this the revenue were the two most difficult things. Yeah. What do you, when you look at uh, your agency um, today, uh, what do you feel like uh, your team and yourself is really good at that you you really execute well? There's a lot of things we do well, and we pride ourselves on that. That's why we're maybe on the phone call with you today, and that's why we've had success in in in, um, in the insurance business and the retirement planning business. But if you were to ask me one thing to point out, is explaining the difference in value. I think that's where people make a mistake, and it's easy too because there's a lot of insurance companies that advertise and spend billions of dollars telling people that it's all about price. If you if you can find the cheapest price, go to it. And they'll even tell you there's no value in what they do. If they're not cheaper, go find the next cheapest one, which is kind of crazy. It's saying there's absolutely no value in what we do, just buy the cheapest product. And so people start to listen to that, and then all of a sudden a tornado comes through, like we talked about earlier, and then they go to call their insurance agency or company, and they don't get anybody to show up, or they take them the week to show up, or when they call, they don't have any knowledge, or when they find out, they don't have the right coverage. And all of a sudden, they realize, hang on, it may not be about price, and it's too late now, because now they're $30,000 in the hole or $100,000 in the hole, and now it is about cost to them now, just in a whole different mechanism. So we pride ourselves on explaining that value and that that, that the price is not the product, but the product is the product. And so the product is the strength of the insurance company you buy, the value of what you buy, buying the right coverages, understanding what you're buying and making sure you're buying what you need, not just what some agent's trying to sell you. So we pride ourselves in being very good at that concept is understanding value and, and, and helping consumers understand what they're trying to accomplish to protect their family and their and their um, their their property in a way that they want it done. And when they do that, they may pay more for it, they may pay less for it, but they're doing it the right way. So we pride ourselves on that part better than anything else. Right, right. Well, you've built, obviously, a very successful agency there. And, and as we all know, success uh, means you've made good decisions, but also maybe had, had some decisions that you made that didn't come out the way you wanted them to. Uh, if you look back uh, on your 27 some years that you've been in the business if you had a do-over on anything uh what would you do different uh, uh if you had a chance to uh to give it a go again um 
I don't know for sure because there's so many things that even the things you do bad, you learn from them. And if you didn't do it bad, you wouldn't learn from it. So some of those past experiences in life always always take it this way that you know you, everything in life you you get a chance to learn something and get better. And so if you if I look back and find things that I could do differently or change, it's hard to precisely pick one thing. I mean, it's always staffing. If you can hire good quality staff. And, and treat them well and get them get them on the same mind frame as the team is. That's the most beneficial thing in any business. Um, but it is. It's very difficult to go back and say, if I did this over, I'd do this differently. Uh, because we, there's some value in everything that we do wrong, uh, learning from it and figuring out how to do it better and, and learning what our competition may be doing. So that's a difficult question to pinpoint, and I don't know if I'd have a good answer for you anyway. So. You bet. Okay. All righty. Well, say, I know you, you mentioned that uh, your mom is uh, still alive in 93 years old, uh, what was some advice that uh, she gave you uh, or example that she set for you growing up uh, that you have found that you try and uh, carry on and instill in your own children? Uh, Mom and Dad both were extremely influential, not just in my life, but in the lives of everybody they ran across, and they always have been in this community because they... It's not what they always said is what they did, and, and they, they treated people with respect. Uh, they acted selflessly in everything they did. Everything they did wasn't about them; it was about helping and benefiting others. And and if you if you if you live your life doing those kind of things, those kind of godly things, it makes such such a different impact not only on your life but on everybody's around you. And that's what in turn makes your life full or whole in the first place. So it's not anything they said necessarily; it's just the way they treated others, the way they acted selflessly every day. And those are the things that you learn. And hopefully, hopefully my kids and other people around us see that same attribute. We at least we attempt to do that. Um, you know, it'll, it'll be told someday in life if we did a good job about it down the road. So, Joe, that's a that's a great perspective. Uh, and for our listeners, uh, just to uh, remind you, uh, our guest today is uh, Joe Wimpy, who is the uh, very successful farmers agent out of Rockwall, Texas. And, uh, Joe, it's been a wonderful time having you on the program, and I appreciate your comments and your thoughts. Well, I appreciate it. I, I thank you for the time, and I'm glad to be, be of help. So. Oh, hi. You're still here. Say, if you are interested in reaching thousands of licensed insurance producers across the country, why not consider sponsoring a guest podcast? If you had sponsored this episode, we would be telling thousands of listeners daily about you and your company. Find our contact information to request prices and availability at insuranceradio.com.